0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and after a long hiatus, a month and a half or so long hiatus, I don't know how long it's been. Welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the one man fast break. I'm your host, Altamash, and the playoffs have been epic to say the least. The NBA playoffs have been one of the most exciting things. Things in a very long time. Exciting playoffs to me in at least the last like three, four years. Every series has been tight. Every series had a chance to go seven games. It's crazy. And it's been a lot of fun to watch and follow. We're going to start it off. We're going to kick it right off and talk about the two games that happened today. Starting with the number one game. The game that was the first game tonight. uh, I guess today in the morning. Early afternoon time, which was... The 76ers versus the Boston Celtics. Very crucial game. 2-1 lead for Boston after winning game three. 76ers obviously took home court advantage back in that f- they took home court advantage in the first game. Harden with a master class 45 point game. Three-pointer from the top of the key in Al Horford's grill to give them the win. Then MB came back. They lost that game. They lost game three. When a game that they were pretty much behind the entire game. And Celtics regain home court advantage. This was a very crucial game for the 76ers. You can't go down 3-1 because the series is practically over. And Embiid's history against the Celtics, not very good. I think this is the second one in the playoffs in his entire career against the Celtics. Which is crazy to think about, but in most of those series and cases, the Celtics were a better team. I think right now it's a lot more even and Embiid's obviously gotten better. So this is probably the closest in terms of talent and team level that both teams have had where Embiid actually had the genuine shot to actually beat the Celtics. Um, but enough about the past and whatnot. Let's talk about the two games. Let's talk about today's game. Harden, another masterclass. After two disaster classes, the guys had two great games in sandwiched in between two terrible games. But... A very vital, pivotal game. Like I said, they had to have it. And Harden showed out. Another 40-point game for James Harden. Um, Hit the dagger three to give them the lead. You know, I've heard stories about people telling me that, you know, this guy, what was he, playoff choker, he can't make big shots, never showed up in big games. This is a big game. This isn't a game six or a game seven. But you go down 3-1, the series is over. This is just as a biggest game. It's not uh, just as big of a game as if it's like a game six, right? You're staving off elimination pretty much. It's not an elimination game, but it's the closest thing can be to an elimination game. And Harden showed out. They should have won this game in regulation. Um, Props to the Celtics for making it really close. They could have won the game in regulation. They could have stole this one. This was kind of a a flip of game three where the Celtics were up 90% of the game and they ended up winning the game. Same thing with this one. Sixers were up almost 85 90 percent of the game at one point up by 16 points. It thought it was gonna be a wrap Shout out to Jason Tatum Terrible first half, but the guy got it together. He was doing everything. He was playing defense. He was getting rebounds and Then he started scoring at the end Making the right play he was doing everything and the Celtics really had a good chance to steal this game and pretty much end the series but It wasn't meant to be. They went to overtime, and the last play for the Sixers, which is a great play, got James Harden open on a corner three. Jalen Brown went to double-team Joel Embiid down low, and Harden wide open three in the corner. Jalen Brown late to close out. Harden hits three. Um, That's two game winners and two wins. You know, for a playoff choker or a guy who doesn't show up in the playoffs, I don't know, seems pretty good to me. Um, but, you know, it wouldn't be me if I didn't push any hard propaganda and agenda, right? Um, this series is great. This is one of the best series. Like I said, almost every series has a chance to go seven games aside from probably the next series because the, the Heat just look a little bit better. Um, but, hey, there's a chance that literally every series is 2-1. And, you know, tomorrow night uh, it's going to be the set, the Heat playing uh, to go up 3-1 and the Lakers going out to play 3-1 at home. And those series potentially could both go 2-2 and now we could have literally every series in the playoffs be 2-2, which would be great from a neutral perspective. Um, So many good games, you know, at least we'll get, in two of the series, we know we're getting a sixth game. Um, There's a good chance we might get, you know, two game sevens, possibly three. And in the very, very unlikely scenario, we might get four game sevens, which would be an outstanding run of games, outstanding watch um, uh, From a perspective of an NBA fan. Um, but uh, looking forward a little bit for the Sixers and the Celtics. It's a big game, game five. Like, I mean, needless to say that, right? But Philly really needs to try to get that game and win that. Um, I don't think they want to go to a game seven because game seven on the road the record of the road team is terrible. The re- I think road teams won like 20% of game seven or something like that. So you're very unlikely to win that game. Up against the eight ball, it's going to be difficult. And I'm just not sure if the Sixers can do that. But hey, you know, anything can happen. I think the Sixers are obviously going to try to go and get that game five so they can try to close that in game six. And... It's a fun series. As a fan, I would love to see a game seven. Don't get me wrong. Lots of things to look forward to. Um, Let's kind of move forward and move on a little bit and talk about the Suns and the Nuggets game, which was, again, a great game down the stretch. Um, The Suns made the plays. Nuggets had a chance to go up 3-1. Jokic did almost anything possible um, for a guy to do to try to win that game. 51 points. 51-point double-double. Really close to a triple-double. You know, him and Wilt are the only big man centers to have a 50-point performance in the playoffs. Not Shaq. Not Kareem. Not any big men that you... Not Hakeem Olajuwon. Whoever you want to throw out there. That's crazy to think about. Jokic and Wilt. Only guys... Only centers to score 50 in the playoffs. Crazy. But... Jokic has been balling out and I got to give a mad love because if you guys remember the few episodes that I recorded which was you know many moons ago I guess it seems like this is what I want from Jokic. Last year you won MVP. The year before that you won MVP. Didn't really show that in the playoffs but now you're showing it in the playoffs. This is what an MVP is required to do and I think part of the reason he didn't get MVP this year and he really wasn't even that close based on the voting Is because of his past failures in the playoffs. And the guy's balling out. It seems like he has something to prove. He's been the best player in the series. Although Devin Booker the last couple of games has been outstanding. What he's shooting almost 80% from the field. Which is mind-boggling to think about. Devin Booker has been the best player on the Suns. And that team has Kevin Durant. That says a lot about Devin Booker. Of course, Kevin Durant being on the team... Makes it easier for Devin Booker because Kevin Durant draws so much attention, but dude, eighty percent from the field. That's insane. Even if like if all he did was get layups, and we know that's not what he does. He's he's a mid-range guy, he can shoot the three as well. It's been fun to watch. The series have been so good. I mean, and I think the biggest factor tonight, obviously, which every Suns fan would say, which anybody who's been watching the series has been saying, it was the bench players. The Suns. Ever since they made that trade for Kevin Durant, they lost a whole bunch of depth. And that's been Been their Achilles heel. Their depth is killing them in games because Bonte Williams didn't want to play more than seven or eight guys. And the fact is, he had Terrence Ross. They traded for him in the regular uh, during the regular season close to the um, trade deadline. Doesn't want to play Terrence Ross. TJ Warren's been there. He didn't want to play them the first couple of games. He started playing them now. And they've made a difference, right? Jock Londale got a lot of time, uh, got some more time in the end of last game, game three. And then he got some time in the fourth quarter against, in game four against Jokic. And he they're producing. And I think Monty Williams just kind of realized like, hey, if we're going to go anywhere, we're going to need at least eight, nine guys. These bench players do not have to be world beaters, but you got to be able to rely. You got to, you can't have Kevin Durant and, of course, with Chris Paul in there, you can't have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker score 80 combined every game, although they they did that almost pretty much in both games. That's not a recipe for success. And Landry Shamet balled out today, hit five threes off the bench, and then you got to combine 16 points from Jock Lawndale and Terrence Ross. Lawndale was a, a plus 16 in the game today. The guys are making an impact with DeAndre Ayton, and we know about DeAndre Ayton. His motor is up and it's down. It's Whatever it's, and, you know, Monty going to jog Londale and trusting him in these moments in the fourth quarter, I think is a huge confidence boost for Londale and for the team as well because you just never know. DeAndre Ayton, you really don't know what you're going to get from him. Sometimes it's just like very lackadaisical, very nonchalant about everything. Um, and you got to be better, especially because Chris Paul's out now DeAndre Drayton slides into that third spot. Chris Paul had been playing pretty well in that game that he got injured in Game 2. And maybe there's a chance, you know, that he might come back for Game 6 or 7. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. It's a great series. It's lining up to possibly be a 7-game series. And I want to see that Devin Booker, Kevin Durant versus Jamal Murray, Nikolo Jokic in a Game 7. Both Sets of duos have been playing outstanding. Chris Paul might be the difference maker if he comes back and plays like he was right before he got injured. We'll see. Um, but this, unfortunately, is Chris Paul's legacy in the playoffs. He either gets injured or he blows big leads in the playoffs. And, you know, the only the only way you get rid of legacy is you change it. The only way you can do it is by actually doing it, right? And everybody's a choker until they're not. Everybody's a, a loser in the playoffs until they're not. And we'll see if chris paul can change his legacy we can see if james harding can change his legacy and how the media perceives them um this is a big series for them to do that hopefully chris paul can come back uh right now it's it's supposed to be a groin strain it's very difficult to know guys like very old now and soft tissue injuries that take a long time to recover already we'll see um a lot to cover i will kind of get into the next two ga- uh two series uh after tomorrow's games between the Heat and the Knicks, he'd have a good chance to go up 3-1. I think they probably will. Lakers and Warriors, a little tougher to say, although I lean Lakers because when LeBron's got you down, he should go in and do it, but you know, the problem is going to be which Anthony Davis shows up on the offensive end. Is he going to give you that 30 and 25 that he 30 and 20 that he gave in the first game? Or is it going to be that guy who gives you, you know, less than, five, uh, less than fifteen points, what he did in game two, so it's gonna be interesting to see. LeBron's gonna be LeBron. Their bench is gonna be good. Their their role players are gonna do what they're supposed to do. D'Angelo Russell played really well in game three. Can he continue that? Can he replicate that? We'll have to see. But the biggest crux and the, the blessing and the curse with the Lakers is Anthony Davis. Whichever one shows up. Is really going to affect how this game goes. Um, I would like to see it be 2-2, two, two, like I said in the beginning. But I want to bet against LeBron and the Lakers going up 3-1. If they go up 3-1, the series is over for sure. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. A lot of stuff to cover. Lots of good games to come through. Look forward to covering it. Again, I do apologize for those very long drop between episodes. Also, if my voice sounds raspy, have been having a little, you know, cough, trying to get over it. Hopefully it sounds okay on the audio. Thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, I am out.